This is O from Locker Room B.O. It's your boy B. Hey, guys. It's your girl, Jess. Thanks again for tuning in for another episode, guys. Um, we are very grateful again for you guys. Last episode turned out really well. We got a lot of great love and support from you guys. And we just take the time to thank you guys for that. I know we kind of seem to repeat ourselves, but at the end of the day, we, we continue to do this. Uh, not only because we like to do it and we find it entertaining, but... The feedback that we get from all of you is actually really helpful. So with that said, um, how are you guys doing? How's your weekend? Good, good. How's how's yours? Mine was good. What did you guys do? What did I do? Uh, well, Friday didn't uh, actually didn't get a chance to do much. Just went to work, and that was pretty much it for Friday. Saturday, uh, got to see the fights, so that was cool. Nice. Uh, and yeah, pretty much. What about you, B? Same. Literally the same. I mean, catching up on some sleep, you know, dealing with the baby at night. It gets a little rough. So the weekend, I kind of try to take advantage, get some extra sleep yeah, in. get some extra hours in. Yeah. yeah. yeah definitely watch the fight, though. Definitely watch the same. fights. Same. Same for me, guys. Work and then caught the fight yesterday. I mean, what do you guys think about it? Uh, I, The entire card was amazing, actually. Uh, I didn't watch. I didn't watch them. All. I just watched the main event. Oh, you just watched the main mm-hmm. event. Uh, so I definitely enjoyed the entire card. Uh, my boy Sugar Sean O'Malley, you know, did his thing. Even though, uh, what is the other guy's name? Mortinho, Chris Mortinho. Mortinho, who was a zombie, bro. Yeah, that that guy was just eating those shots like it was nothing. He continued to pressure the entire uh, the entire fight. Yeah. Uh, the stoppage was a little. It was horrible, for sure. But even then, I don't think it would have made a difference. Yeah. Maybe just the way that, that it goes, right, based on your record. Because that was considered a TKO. Yes, that was, yeah, a TKO. Right. So I think, if anything, that's just probably the bad thing about it. That, right. Yeah. I think it gained some fans, that, though. I think it gained some fans. And some respect, too. Yeah. And that's what it's about, ultimately. Yeah. He mm-hmm. definitely gained some respect. Uh, fight number two was the girls, right? I think so. Aldina and uh, the Russian. The, yeah, the Russian chick. Uh, that was a great starting fight, to be honest. Like, yeah. it wasn't bad at all. But at the end, you know, she got caught. Yeah. And Mexican warrior princess is uh, still a princess. I don't know if she really goes by <laughs> that, but um, she's definitely one of the more uh, born and raised Mexican fighters that are in the UFC. Shout out Jalisco. And, uh, my girl's my girl's right? pops from there, so he was pumped. Nice, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, and then, what do you think about the Dan Hardy fight? Quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Greg Hardy. Yeah, Greg quick. Hardy. What did I say, Dan Hardy? Dan Hardy. Greg Hardy. Isn't that so, isn't that another fighter? I think so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that shit was quick. Yeah. Uh, my boy Bam Bam. Bam Bam. He's a beast with the shoey. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's yeah, a new no way. <laughs> It's a new wave, man. Uh, and then what did you think about uh, Wonder Boy? 
and Burns. Uh, I, was, I was disappointed in Wonderboy, but I thought he was going to execute a little bit more. I think he had his moments, but um, it was a good execution by uh, was that Doreen? How do you say his, his nickname? Dorino. Dorino. He was a beast, man. He executed well, closed the distance. You know what I'm saying? I got the takedown and do what he had to do. So, yeah, ultimately, you got to do what you can. Yeah. To get the dub. Get the dub. So, definitely, yep. definitely appreciate that. And then, obviously, now we're back to the main event. Um, Definitely a lot of hype for it. Too much. And yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. It, it I think it's unfortunate. Right. Um, I, I was actually talking to Carlos about it last night. Okay. And uh, he still said that Poirier would have got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that would have been the case. We know. Uh, we personally, all know go, go ahead, Jesse. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, personally, I feel like we we all have, like, you know, he's came into the sport. He's made a name for himself. He's dominated. But, I mean, it comes to an end, you know? Eventually, someone comes in. They're better. And it's just his time to retire. I mean, I feel like he's never going to come back from this ever. Like, he's he's done. He's He should be kind of like a Ronda Rousey situation. You know, she dominated the sport. She made a name for herself. She's always going to be talked about, you know. And But, I mean, she got dominated. And look at her. You don't ever really hear of her really, you know. I mean, right. you hear of her doing other stuff like buying homes and investing in you know, like managing her money well, but you don't hear of her, you know, coming back or anything like that. And I think that's going to be the same for McGregor. I mean, it's his, he had his time to shine and he did what he did and he broke records and he's always going to be talked about, but take your losses and still leave with your head high versus to last embarrassing yourself like you did last night. But dude, you were on the sitting down on the side of the cage still talking crap like humble yourself congratulate the guy you know what i mean like or when he's like oh all he really had to say is like oh your wife is in my dms boy be quiet i just i don't know i just it's his time to go he ain't coming back from this right um i definitely think the injury is not something that's easy to come back from um I know that even just psychologically that affects a lot of fighters. I mean, Anderson Silva was really the same after that injury he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see how Chris Weidman comes back from that. Uh, but I know that with stuff like that, it, it definitely messes you up, especially you know now that UFC has a lot of more uh, kicks, and that's like the, the new wave of trying to, trying to win fights is with like, you know, the lower calf kicks. Yeah. Um, what I- do you think, Brandon? What do you think? Uh, so I was going for our Dustin. Um, you know, I, I've always liked Dustin as a fighter, and I, I tend to always root against Connor, even though I think he's 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 had his moments for sure. Yeah. Um, definitely made a name for himself, but I think it's easy to root against him in, in these type of fights. Um, the arrogance. And I I agree with Dustin's assessment, and I think he caused the break in his leg. So you know. For all like you know, people saying like he didn't win fair and square, like it was a clean win. He broke, he might cracked his ankle or his tibia, whatever he, low leg he, he mm-hmm. broke, you know, with the with the check, and it didn't wear on him until he had that misplacement that. and it broke. Yeah. Um. So I, I need know. to see that fight again because I don't remember him checking the leg kick. He even pointed at him. He showed they showed it after they showed a replay after the uh 
after the fight. Oh, that must have been when like my stream started to like mess up. <laughs> <laughs> it was so quick you missed it. Yeah, he, probably. He uh, <laughs> he checked the kick and he pointed at him because he felt it crack. He think he said he felt something, so he mm. thought, it, thought it cracked. Yeah, and that's then, what he said. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying he didn't lose. I just don't think if that would have happened, if he would have really lost. That's all I'm saying. I, I think it still could have been anybody's fight. I think we all, Connor reminds, we talked about this on Friday, bro, about sprinting. You know, you got your, uh, your nephew or your, would be yeah. your nephew? Yeah. yeah. Come on, nephew. yeah. He, um, he's a sprinter, right? Connor is a, is equivalent to a hundred meter dasher, hundred meter sprinter. Right. First round, he's a beast, man. First, like, you know, two minutes of the fight, you know, with Aldo, you fucking knocked him out like first 13, 13 seconds. So he's a sprinter right. when it comes, you know, to fighting in the first round. But after that, especially after he's getting scared. ground and pounded like that, I think he was going to, you know, his energy was going to zap like he usually does in later in later fights. And I think he would have, Dustin would have took care of that. If that mm -hmm. wouldn't have been a second round, probably a third round, he would take care of that. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, had it gone longer, I think the third round probably would have been the, the deciding factor of the moment for McGregor to really just do what he needed to do. But, um, yeah, fourth, fifth round, I think, if it would have gone that far, Dustin would have had that one. Yeah. Like I said, I think it just depends on... Uh, I still think it's his time to go hang it up and call it a day. <laughs> like, all the greatest. It all comes to an end. Look at Mayweather. Look at Chavez. Look at De La Hoya. Yeah. Pacquiao. I mean, he's soon to be done, too. Like, all the greatest, it comes to an end. Like, it's it's your time to go, bro. It just seems a little too early for McGregor. I mean, he's only 33. 32 right now. He'll be 33 in like a week or well, so. Yeah, he'll be 33 in a couple of days. Um, I think he just went about it the wrong way. I think he was so obsessed with money at, at some point that um, he just was looking to get paid. But that's what, I mean, that's what happens in most cases. Like, they start seeing money. They... You know, in the beginning, he was a humble fighter, and then, you know, the money got to him. Now he's arrogant, asshole. Excuse my French. But, <laughs> you know, he's just, I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, you may not, it might be hard to believe, but I was actually not a McGregor fan mm -hmm. at all. I became a McGregor fan after he got beat by Nate Diaz because he took that L and he came back to me a better fighter, even though he was still shit talking. <laughs> um,. I mean, I'm sure it's part of the sport to overhype it. Like, even yesterday, last night, he's probably doing that just to, like, overhype the fourth fight. You know, because, I mean, they did say um, that there could be a fourth fight, you know, once he's done recovering or whatever. So, I mean, ultimately, he has to already hype that up, you know? Yeah. I don't think there's a there should be a fourth fight. I, I agree. Mean, I don't it think is so what either. it is at this point. Um, yeah, he's going to try. I would still like to see him fight. What happened? He's going to try his hardest to get that back. Mm -hmm. You think so? Yeah. He won't be the same fighter. We, we all know that. But I think his ego is 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 too big and it won't allow him to let yeah. that one slide. Just like he got when he got knocked out in January. You know? It, yeah. It boiled over and he, he his ego got the best of him. And that's why the, he went he went back to being the old Connor and you know, talking to shit and you know, being mm -hmm. arrogant. So. Well, I think there was some behind the scenes stuff for that, no? Yeah, it, it, with the whole donation, I guess, to uh, just yeah. Dustin's uh, foundation. I guess he never sent the money. Uh, and they end up sending it to a different foundation in Louisiana. 
So, yeah. I mean, even when they were rolling him out on the stretcher, like, he was like, it's not over. Like, <laughs> it's like a super villain. You yeah. Know, just for like, real. Gives up. Somebody, yeah. somebody, just comp- it- oh, great. My bad, Jess. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So, somebody compared him. This is the most accurate comparison to fucking Vegeta, bro. Talking all that shit and always getting beat. Like, it, uh, I was pretty, I was pretty, pretty accurate. That is pretty accurate. <laughs> Did you guys see that meme? Which one of them all? Uh, the one where like they, uh, the they internet said, works crazy quick, quick man. It, yes. These memes, like, no, it was the one that they had the the Dave Chappelle when he does the sketch for Rick James. And he says, um, it says McGregor crawling for uh, for Dustin Poirier after the, outside the ring, and he's just crawling, oh, yeah. telling him, like, come back. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Uh, that was so many of that shit, man. That was good. No doubt. Um, well, okay, so I wanted to talk to you guys about something. Uh, so uh, my wife, she's been having a lot of, uh, well, she went back to school, and she's getting some interesting assignments for her English class, which they've been having to like write uh, essays for these things, but it's almost like in a debate form. Mm-hmm. And uh, the most recent one she had that I was helping her with it with last night, it was, uh, it has something to do with traditional families and traditional family structures. And if traditional families uh, are beneficial towards the American society now today, so my question to you is, when do you think of a traditional family, what do you, what do you see? Modern day or? Well, just traditional. I mean, traditional to me, if I think traditional, I think you grow up with, you know, biological mom and dad, uh, siblings, and that's, I mean, your traditional quote unquote family. Yeah. Okay. Same thing. Yeah, same. Okay. So during the assignment, we were talking about, uh, like, basically nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you consider traditional? Like, are you in? I asked the question of like, are you considering traditional, on based on roles, of the family or what, makes, a family. If that makes sense. Right. Okay. So. If somebody were to ask you that, what would what, what kind of take would you would you do that? Actually, the the overall thing was to to argue either for or against it. To meaning like if traditional families should continue to be the stepping stone for American society. I mean, I'm gonna say yes and no. Um, yes, because I mean, morally, that's how it's supposed to be, I guess. But uh, no, because. I mean, what difference does it make if you're being raised by a biological parent or a step parent or an adopted parent? Um, as long as you have that, like, you know, family foundation, I don't think it really should matter, you know, who is kind of bringing you up type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, personally, me, I was um, raised in a traditional family setting, you know, since I was born up until the age of 16 because my parents divorced. Um, so my foundation was pretty good and concrete, but then again, I mean, you know, I went into survival mode at a very young age and I mean, I don't think that that has anything to, I mean, I, I feel like it played a role in the person that I am now because, you know, life lessons and I had to kind of just figure things out on my own. 
but um i don't know i'm gonna say yes and no it's important but i don't think it should be your traditional biological mom dad siblings you know what i mean like times have changed and we're definitely living in different times um before it was you know working dad stay at home mom take care of the kids you know just that traditional stuff but we don't live in those days anymore mm -hmm. so it's 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 different okay what about you b uh yeah i i agree with uh what jess said um but just to add on to that there's i think that a lot of stock and appreciation and respect should be put on in particular like step parents mm -hmm. um are people who just step up and um take yeah. on children that's not their own um i have two good examples of that my girl's dad stepdad but it's, it's really a real dad and then i have uh two twin cousins who had a male figure that came into their life and, you know, took it on upon himself to raise them um, when they were very young. So in that traditional sense, I think there should be some, um, like some sidebars. Like there, there, there's, there's different ways of being traditional, like what Jess was mentioning. Um, and you gotta put a lot of respect on, you know, single women out there who are raising kids on their own. That can be mm -hmm. traditional because it's so common now. Um, yeah. So, I just think there's too many facets of, of, of traditional now compared to like, you know, back in the olden days where we we're just talking about, you know, working father, you know, stay at home mom. And, and all, with that, I just think our society now and we're just like housing and inflation. Yeah, you can't, you even, can't do even do that anymore right now. Yeah. It's not, it's not common, you know? Yeah. You, it's majority gonna be a two, you know, both parents are working um that's more common obviously there's a lot of men out there that would like just like myself i would like to keep my wife and my girl at home but you know it's, it's just, probably it's not gonna hard. be like yeah. you know as will it happen I, I i don't know i would like to happen but you know it's not as common yeah hopefully like that's yeah the that's the goal but but you know. it's just it's it's too hard yeah. it's tough like literally you there has to be two working adults in every household um, and if you got it together by yourself, kudos to you because yeah. it's it's definitely hard. Definitely. Um, and I, you know, I say that myself for you know single household, but um, it's tough. It definitely is tough. And I mean, I couldn't even imagine having you know five kids and trying to provide on my own. Like it's it's hard. I I give it to like how you said you know single parents and stuff, but it's and you know before we have to keep in mind that before uh parents stayed together in these dysfunctional marriages and you know really bad households just because that was the traditional thing to do you know you couldn't leave your kids or you none of that stuff existed like you had to stay in your household and you had to be there and you stayed together for those kids now parents these days i mean some still try to do it but i mean it causes more trauma on these kids like who wants to be raised in a household with two hostile adults or not a loving home or you know so i mean no you know what i changed my answer <laughs> no non-traditional because things aren't traditional anymore it's it's tough i mean if you can still do it then by all means that's great but i mean nowadays nothing is traditional anymore traditional is objective now yeah to what your situation is so what do you think oscar uh i kind of pretty much said the same thing uh yesterday talking to to my wife and about her assignment um i did bring in other factors as far as not being traditional and it's it's hard to say 
that it's not traditional because I think traditions can spur up out of nowhere. So like you said, it's very, um, what do you call it? Very open now, what can be a tradition. And what I mean by that is, uh, so if you're looking at like the 1950s or anything around that era, when you thought of families, you think same race families, mm. you know, any, any biracial families was not really even, a, I don't even think of a thought at that point or realistically even acceptable. And, uh, I brought that as an option to her and I even gave her an example cause I, I really was more stuck on the, the, what, when the question was asked if it would like it benefited American society, I was thinking more in like how how the how the children basically affect America, right? That that's kind of what I was thinking, mm. um, and how well the integration does with a non traditional family. Um, so I started bringing up examples. I brought up uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris. Is that does that say Ka- her name? Ka- right? Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Okay, so she's actually the first African American and Asian American vice president, along with being the first woman. Um, so I, I'm using her as an example to indicate that this biracial product of a of a human being that came out has now even become the most one of the most important things in American society. You know, she basically controls, not controls, but like, you know, is very influential in, in what, how the country's direction is going to end up going. Does that make sense? Or like, uh, am I going off to a... No, you're, you're so. making sense. I'm just thinking about like, go on. You're making <laughs> sense. I ain't get what you're saying. Um, so yeah, we started talking, bringing about that up. And then uh, my, my wife, she's also from a biracial uh, family. And then now me being with her, definitely biracial. And then Brandon also being in a biracial relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, that, those are the things that started coming up. And then started talk, started bringing up other topics. Because um, what she said something about you don't, especially like, you know, Brandon's not like single mothers and stuff like that. Um, I mean, definitely kudos up to them. I grew up with a single mother for a good majority of my life. And I think I think it was different. For me, but there have been articles that I've read, especially for like like a like in the black community where like there is a really big push and a huge importance for for the father to be there for the kids, um, and I definitely brought that up. So, um, there's a negative stigma. Yeah, but like the importance of it, and then I see that uh, with my mother-in-law. You know, my mother-in-law now she's on her basically her last kid. Uh, with that's still living with her, and you know she that she's been times where she's definitely expressed the fact that you know she wishes the dad would be around, you know, to help raise her son. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't I don't know it was just if one of those things, and not necessarily in her predicament, but it maybe in somebody else's. Um, does that affect the children? I mean, I think it's important because we all need that. I'm I'm not gonna say need it, but. I think it is important because it, you know, it's some structure that's brought into your life um, by having, you know, both parents. But then again, you can't force somebody to be a parent. So if that individual doesn't want to be in the child's life, I think that's best because as a child, if you have a parent that's 
sometimes in and sometimes out, you know, it's just, what is that doing to the child? They're better off growing up without that father figure versus to somebody that, you know, is only there uh, for birthdays or only holidays or, you know, just not every day. So if you grow up with somebody like that, I feel like that kind of causes um, kind of like abandonment issues kind of within, you know, because they're there, but they're not really there. So what is that mentally doing to these kids? So in that case, they're better off having one very strong parent playing both roles. I mean, that's what I personally think. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, no, no, no. Uh, I feel like it's negative on both ends. Like you said, like, there's always going to be that um, that need for, for both parents. But if you have one good one and then one that's just not in the picture, I feel like that can definitely take a toll on you. Even, it, it, even if you have that one good parent who who's mm-hmm. done every, is doing everything for you, there's still going to be that void. Um, yep. So I think... Even just, as an adult. Yeah. Even as an adult, if you like lose a parent whether it be to like tragedy or you know them walking out or whatever it is like even as an adult it it messes with your head it messes with your mind and your it causes you to have some challenges as an adult and again i speak that i speak that from like personal experience um you know my parents got a divorce and um in a few words, like, you know, we all stayed with my dad and that caused for me now as an adult to like cling on to relationships that don't serve me um, because of that fear of like not abandonment because I wasn't abandoned because I still had a parent. You know what I mean? But um, just you you fear certain things like I I feel like I've stayed in relationships where I no longer needed to stay for that simple fear of that feeling because i know what it feels like if that makes any type of sense no i get it yeah i get it too um so that's what i'm saying as an adult i mean i was 16 i'm 34 now and i mean i'm barely realizing and understanding that that's a childhood trauma it's not like present day something that somebody caused like that's a childhood trauma and again i'm gonna i'm a whole ass adult now like, I'm not a kid, you know, and I wasn't a kid when this happened. But, I mean, things affect everybody differently. And even if in the moment it was just like, oh, my parents got a divorce, who cares? Like, ultimately, like, growing up, it those, it's a trauma. And they cause, you know, bigger issues in the long run. So, I mean, tra- going back to the whole traditional family setting and dynamic, it's just best, like, you know, you don't need to stay together for the kids. It's what's right. ultimately best for the kids because you don't want them to grow up. You know, some parents are better off not being alone and they become great parents and they have this like great relationship with their kids and with their, you know, ex baby mama or baby daddy. Um, you know, and it, it just, it works out that way in everybody's friends and everybody gets along. I think ultimately at the end of the day, that's what kids need because they are the future. They don't need to be growing up with like traumas. They don't need to be growing up with, you know, abandonment issues or et cetera. Um, they need, you know, two parents that can come together and be like, you know what? These are our kids. Let's raise them well. Let's get along. Let's show them love. You don't have to be in the same household 
for your children to know that they are loved or to feel loved. Like you can do it in your own, you know, homes. Um, eventually, you know, other step parents come into the picture. Some totally step it up, and ultimately, these kids end up being extremely happy. So, back to the tradition. Different times, man. Way, way, way different times. Yeah, I mean, definitely growing up. Um, I wish we were a little more traditional, uh, in that sense. Even though, even though I think we did give it the, 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 the try, to do that. Um, it just it didn't work out between my parents, and um, right. I think I was thirteen or gonna be thirteen when my when my parents split up. But uh, do you think it was for the best or? Yes, for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it definitely was for the best, and I understood that then, mm-hmm. so I wasn't like upset. And I think because I knew that, like, it never really affected me to not have my dad around. Mm-hmm. Um. And so for a very long time, I was very against, like, people needing their partners. Because mm-hmm. I saw my mom raise me on her own. Right. You know, and I just never understood the the want or need that other kids had. Right. For their parents. So it was, it was really hard. It was a really hard time for me to, to understand Because maybe you were trying to, like relate but you couldn't so you're like no well yeah because it's like yeah my dad's not character yeah yeah, my dad's not in the picture yeah i mean like for my case i mean i didn't grow up with hostility i never experienced uh my parents yelling at each other no abuse no drugs no no alcohol which some people have very rough upbringings like that like i never experienced any of that so at least i'm thankful that my parents just kind of said you know what we're just obviously there's more to it but you know, they just right. decided to go their own separate ways. But there's people that grow up in very hostile, bad environments. And, I mean, that causes even worse issues as an adult. No, I, I, I believe it does. Um, like I said, it was just, it was really, really hard for me. And it wasn't until, like, recently that I started thinking about, like, well, you know, things affect people differently. And I think it's because I did have that. And then it wasn't what I expected. Right. So it was okay for me to just give it up. Yeah. You know, and then seeing, I mean, I don't think it turned out bad. You know, I think my mom did a really good job at, at raising me. I mean, I don't know. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I picked up some bad habits, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, no, I, I give it. So, uh, but, but yeah, overall, that was just kind of like the, the whole, the whole thing. And I think the conclusion was that, Basically, because it is, you know, now in days, and there's really not a set standard for anything anymore, you know, because everything's changing. You know, now you got uh, people that identify with different pronouns. You got people that, I don't know, just do different things. Okay, let's put all these little bonus things aside. Let's focus on the important things, because I feel like today's parents um you know not bashing any parents and again correct me if i'm wrong because i'm not a parent but i feel like um these new generations like they're not being brought up with you know morals respect they're brought up i don't even know who's raising these kids but (laughs) you know what i mean like and it's sad to see it's sad to see because 
it's just it's really sad to see that there's no respect for elders anymore um it's it makes me worry about what the future looks like um and i feel like because you know these parents these days were so caught up in um making a living trying to provide financial you know that it causes them to be kind of absent in a sense you know like they're not really that present because they're so stressed out about paying bills but you know that they're like lacking showing their kids common things which are respect and morals okay um for me i'll tell you this up front and i'm sure you know it and Mm -hmm. i'm sure brandon knows it and the people that know me might know this but my child is very wild Mm -hmm. um she literally has no filter and some of the things she says are 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 definitely rude but it's not that i that we haven't taken the time to teach her to not be rude or to not respect elders i feel that situations have not presented themselves for the, the time to correct that um, cause I've, I've really been thinking about lately and, and Brandon knows this cause I come to him about Aubrey quite often. Um, there are, <laughs> there are sometimes things that I, that I wish she would know or act in a certain way, but, uh, you know, Brandon kind of grounds me down and says, well, she's just a kid. And then I started to reflect on the fact that how was I when I was a kid? I mean, if you sit around my family they can tell you stories of all the crazy shit I ever did. <laughs> and, you know, it's... They always say you pay back everything you did when <laughs> you have a kid. <laughs> Man. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's, if it's really that. Like, I, I really can't say that I was this respectful child when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, um, maybe... Because I feel like I remember having my parents like, hey, make sure you say hi, mm-hmm. which is what I do now to Aubrey. Like, hey, anywhere we go, like, make sure you say hi. And before we leave, make sure you say bye to everybody. You know, and I remember my parents telling me that. So I think it's it's going to be a constant fight until it clicks. But what do you what do you think? Like, why do you think that she is? Uh, wild and maybe not the most respectful like okay i'm glad you brought that up mm-hmm. uh so the other day uh my i guess my sister-in-law came over and my daughter walks out of her room and says hey what are you doing here you only come over when you need something or want to borrow some of mommy's clothes <laughs> and she's not wrong but it's just why would you tell that to somebody? Right. She's not wrong, but I mean. But it, she, it's a rude comment. I mean, right. But you know. maybe she heard it from some, maybe someone said it and she heard it and she learned to say that because kids aren't just going to be like, oh, what do you want? <laughs> like, well, I can the, totally hear her say that too. But. Right. Well, that's the thing. It's like, there's a lot of things she says that I mm-hmm. don't know where she gets it from. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, especially now. Unfortunately, my kid is a YouTube kid. Mm. You know, she's constantly on her iPad yeah. and stuff like that. So. Um, this just things that she picks up, and now she's been hanging out 
with her older cousins mm-hmm. who who knows what the hell they're doing. I mean, I remember hanging out with my older cousins and talking about stuff that I'm like, ooh, we probably shouldn't be talking about this. Mm-hmm. But we did it anyways, and nobody would say anything because we all knew we would get in trouble. Right. So I think it's just that I feel like it's a passage of growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to go through that. You hang out with your older cousins. You're the one getting picked on. You're the one getting beat up on. Stuff like that. Um, but it's just stuff like that that my daughter says that it's just kind of like, like, whoa, like, you know. It's just that unfiltered, you know, uh, language that they have or like mindset that they have. But it is, it's mainly because they haven't gone through anything yet. You know right. Because, you know, my little, uh, my girl's little brother, he's eight years old as well. Extremely unfiltered. You know, he's a wild child as well. And I, don't th- I, I think his parents are great. Um, did they give him a little bit of a, a open leash at, from time to time? Yeah. Um, but I just think they need to experience, you know, those situations to themselves for them to understand. Like, for example, for what Aubrey did, I don't think she was mentally coming at it or being disrespectful. She was just she stating the fact. She, didn't, she doesn't yeah. even know what she was doing. She just she just going about what she knows and what she thought was factual at the time. Not really thinking about her or it was her aunt, her aunt yeah yeah not really thinking about her aunt's feelings in a situation or how she might like feel about it um so it's just them being unfiltered being eight years old you know still like going through life and they haven't even hit puberty yet so there's things that they're, they're, <laughs> they're gonna go through um that'll like kind of calm them down and, and challenge their way of thinking um so they're not so unfiltered so that's why yeah. I, I always tell oh like you know she's a kid man you gotta, you gotta let her let her do her thing and you know let her go you know go through life and she'll she'll kind of she'll kind of get because you got you guys are great parents man so it, i don't think it's that causing her to be rude i just think she's unfiltered and she doesn't really know any better no right and it really was that i think that the issue that i have with that is like it could have been a different person right yeah you know because i mean we we talked to aubrey on the side and we told her i was like hey look it's just you don't say things like that to people like you know not that you were wrong it's just you don't just go out and say things to that. So um, I didn't really agree with this, but, you know, um, you know, my wife made uh, made Aubrey call her aunt and kind of just apologize for that. I agree with that. Why? I well, mean, that's... why wouldn't I agree with that? Yeah, because it should have happened at the moment. Oh, well, yeah, that was my thing. Um, and basically, like, you know. Her aunt was kind of like, it's okay. Like, you know, she, that's how she feels. That's how she feels. Like, you know, I'm not going to be mad at it. Right. So that was cool. Right. But it's like, you're not always going to have that person that's always cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or you might just catch someone at the wrong time. Right. So. I, I mean, like me, like I said, I don't have any kids. The closest to kids that I have is I have two nieces, which one is six and the other one is 10. And I always say those are like, you know, my kids. And. I mean, they are the most respectful little girls. And I'll be honest with you, if we ever go anywhere and they're, I overhear them um, with certain kids and they're just mouthing off and being rude and stuff, I would rather them not be around those kids. It's just because I don't want them to pick up on those things, you know, thinking that it's okay. And ultimately, at the end of the day, they don't even know what they're saying half of the time. You know, and they're just repeating stuff that they hear from their parents or their parents' friends, um, you know, just Family. places that they are, right, or YouTube, you know. Um, but, 
I mean, like I said, personally, I just... My nieces didn't grow up with, like, tablets, phones. Um, They grew up being, like, kids. Like, now they do tablets and phones because of school being online. Right. But if it weren't for that, they still wouldn't be, you know... And that plays a huge role on these kids' minds and generations. Because, dude, have you looked at some of these? Even if it's, like, family channels or you know kid stuff like they're saying these bizarre off the wall things and um i mean again i'm very big on respect so if my little nieces started being disrespectful mm -mm. but thankfully they're not They're and it amazes me every time i'm around them or you know and i'm not trying to say they're the best kids ever but they are super respectful they are very polite they know please and thank you there's kids that don't eat they'll make a mess and they'll just run off you know what i mean like yeah my 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 nieces aren't like that thankfully but um i don't know what it that's why i asked you what what do you think it is that played a role in her even knowing to say that even though she don't know what she's saying she don't know that that could hurt someone's feelings right she doesn't know any of that but um yeah it's like do these kids listen because you know kids are always listening they are smarter than we think they are man we think they're not paying attention but they are always listening they're always watching us and they are always learning from us right yeah so yeah i don't know i mean in in my case i mean like i said i think my child has always just said what's on her mind like personality yeah. too personality yeah along with yeah you, so but i think it also has something to do with like we tell her like don't ever lie mm -hmm. you know so she didn't tell a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she didn't tell a lie. But I, I don't know if she translates like to like everything that she has to say can never be a lie. You know, yeah. and, and like you like, you know, Brandon said, like, it, you know, she's saying things and not taking in consideration some people's feelings. Mm -hmm. I think we as we grow older, we learn that skill because we start to feel bad when we make somebody else feel bad, mm -hmm. you know, and especially when those aren't our, our intentions. Mm -hmm. Or from example, so, when people like don't take consideration of our feelings, you know, like, oh, that's not, yeah. I don't, I'm not happy about this. So I'm not going to make somebody else feel the way I'm feeling right now. So. Exactly. That's yeah. definitely true. So I think that's where it stems from. Now I do know kind of what you were talking about as far, as far as other people not respecting the elderly mm -hmm. um, and even just in general, just respecting authority. Um, Cause I mean, even now I have close family members and, you know, friends that don't respect authority. How does that yeah. make you feel? It kind of bothers me. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, dude, you're you're grown. Yeah. <laughs> like you're too old yeah. to be acting like, like this. Who raised you? Who didn't who didn't teach you manners? Right. Yeah, for um, sure. Um I think they definitely grew up in a with a mentality of like I'm only going to give you respect if you show me respect. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm super huge on respect and people that are disrespectful are disgusting personally to me. Um, you hear that? Y'all nasty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like you said, like, dude, how old are we? Like, we're, we're not, we, we're not respectful. Like, if you go somewhere, do you hold the door for the elderly person or do you just shut it behind you? You know what I mean? Like, it's, this should be, all be common sense. It's not anything that this should come to you normally and naturally. But sadly, I mean, I know people that are, you know, I've been in relationships with people that are not respectful. And I'm like, what the, 
to me it takes me like left field because these things should come normal and naturally to you but again um i don't know i don't know how i mean it goes back down to your parents because if your parents didn't teach you respect i mean how are you gonna be an adult and you know you think that's normal yeah like you find it it's normal to you because you weren't taught any better so I mean, or even like enabling parents, like uh, parents that always come and save the day for any little life obstacle that's thrown at you. I mean, oh, yeah, I'm very against that. <laughs> I was not raised like that. And I thank God that I was not raised like that because it made me a stronger individual. Like throw me any situation. I'll get myself out of it. Like I don't need to run to my parents. They're not going to save my day. Um, anything like that. And. But sadly, again, people. I have friends and people our age that, I mean, they can't do anything without their parents. It's like, oh, I need to call my mom. Oh, I need to call. Like, what? You can't, like, <laughs> deal with life problems? Because ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, they're not going to be here. But even sometimes like that, which you just mentioned, sometimes it's not even reaching out to the parents. It's like reaching out to your significant other. Well, yeah, that's a whole different topic. But, well, yes, but it falls into the same thing. Exactly, yeah. You know, they fall into this codependency. Yep, they depend on somebody else to deal with their problems and not themselves. And, I mean, again, that's something that's taught. Like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Right. But it's like if that's when your only you, escape. If when you always need somebody to help you with your problems, there is a problem there. Because if you can't get yourself out of normal, everyday life situations... Like, let's just say I'm driving right now and, um, I don't know, I get a flat tire. And do I have to call 20 people to figure it out? Like, no, I'm what figured out. I'm either get out of my car and do it myself because I was taught to, or I'm going to call AAA and I'm just going to sit in my car and wait for them to come. No one needs to know that I'm on the freeway on the side of the road and I got a flat tire and I need everybody's help. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you figured, like, then, you know, life experiences you learn to work your way out of them. But again, if there's that enabling parent that didn't teach you any better, I'm going to sit on the side of the road. I'm going to call my parent. They're going to come to my rescue. They're going to park behind me. They're going to call triple A. They're going to wait for me. They're going to watch the guy do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no need for any of that, but there's just some people that are codependent like that. Yeah. No, I, uh, I'm very pushy towards Aubrey to like just be dependent. Yeah, that's you know? good. Um, she thinks I'm kidding <laughs> about She's... her turning 18 and then just leaving. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, not nah. like, I, it's not that I don't want her to be in my house. It's just, I want her to kind of do what I didn't have a chance to do. Which is? Which is go to college, go out of state, you know, stay out there. That was what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. You know, so if she decides to go to college, that's what I would want her. Right. You know. Yeah. Is uh, just get to out of give here. her the opportunities that you didn't have. Yeah, of course. And that's, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys both agree that that's ultimately the goal. I mean, I'm pretty sure you, Brandon, you're a new dad. I'm pretty sure you want to provide the best life for your daughter. Most definitely. I don't, you know, I don't know your upbringing or whatnot, but it's always better than what we had. It's always better than. The situations we went through and you know you want to teach your kids the best because you want them to grow up to be great you know you want them to be good people you want them to be like a good asset to society mm. not um an embarrassment yeah. you know yeah yeah no so 
uh, I definitely wanted, like, what did I tell her yesterday? Oh, well, the same thing about college. And I told her, I was like, if I'm going to be here, I need you to be over there. And just call me for the holidays. <laughs> call me for the holidays, <laughs> damn. <laughs> and then she was like, what, I can't even call you for your birthday? And I was like, no. Like, just send me a text message. Just do your thing. And it sounds hard. If I'm going to go that way. It does. <laughs> it does, huh? Like, I don't know. That just, if my dad told me that, like, I would be kind of, you know, it would make me sad because I would be like, oh, my dad doesn't want me around. Like, not to say that you don't want her right. around. I, I get what you're saying. You want her to have a good life. You want her to experience, experience everything yeah. that you didn't, that you didn't experience, which I totally understand that. But maybe you can approach in a different situation. Yeah. Not like, I can't wait till you're 18 and get out and. No, only text I'm me on holidays. I'm making it very clear right now. <laughs> that way it's not like, oh, you didn't say nothing. I was like, no, I've been telling you for a very long time that this was going to happen. What if she grows up and she doesn't want to take the college route? Well, this is what I told her. I told her you can get a job at 16 and you can save all your money. So whether or not you decide to go to college or not, you at least have some money to move out. Man, you dead ass. I, I'm dead ass. You know what? I agree. I agree with that. But then again, the cost of living these days. I mean, I have a whole ass career. I'm, you know, yeah. and it's even hard for me. Right. Now, imagine being 18, working a summer job, like part time. I don't know, McDonald's or whatever these teens type of jobs that they get. I don't see that happening, even if she started saving at 16. And that's just honest truth. Right. Like, but who knows? Like, the way the Steve, McDonald's employees are getting paid on. now? No, 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 no. Listen, look at the cost of living right now. Can you imagine when she's 18? Like, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, right now, your small two, three-bedroom home um, is in, the, in a decent area. Let's just say in the 600s. Dude. When these kids are our age, it's going to be like a mil and a half for that same three bedroom, two bathroom home. Like, and these wages, yeah, like how you said, the, these McDonald's employees fighting for, what was it, $18 an hour? Yeah. $18 an hour, do the math. That's nothing. You have to literally make like $35 an hour to even live a decent life right now. 100000 There is yeah. no, yeah, there is no like minimum wage. I don't. You, you can't make it. You cannot have your own place, your own car payment, pay your own bills, and do everything on your own with the minimum wage job. Well, no, unless you share. And th I think that was probably what I should have mentioned. Because I remember when I was, you know, getting older, you know, just talking to my friends, like, man, you know, when we, you know, we're turning 18 and we get older, like, we should all just live together. It never happened. I never lived with any of my friends. Actually, no, I did live with one of my friends. The, I did. Those but, dynamics never work out. <laughs> No, they don't. But I think it's still an experience. Yeah, I agree. You know that uh, even though I had it, it really wasn't uh, like me, me, my buddy. Like it was like I was living with him and his family mm -hmm. in his house. So I think that was a little bit different. But uh, what's your what's your thoughts, Brandon? Are you planning on having baby G move out at eighteen? Nah, <laughs> nah, I can't say that I am, but. I am going to push, you know, definitely college. Um, or if you're not even going to college, if you, if you can work and you show me you got something going for yourself. Right. Um, I don't want to just push you out and you kind of figure things out on your own, especially if I'm, you know, if I'm good, you know, I want her to like, to 
not have to struggle like as hard as I yeah. did, you know, out the yep. gate. So <laughs> I, I don't think I'd push her out of 18, but I would definitely, I would definitely push her for her to have some responsibilities and, you know, have a couple bills on her, on her, on her, end. or if she goes to college, I, I'll take care of it. You know, yep. that'd be my mindset. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the kicking out of 18 mentality of some people, yeah. but I, I see where they're coming from. Um, so that's coming from traditional. So that's, that's, that's <laughs> a, that's a, that's a more yeah. traditional mindset. Yeah. So. Well, see for me, uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely falls into the traditional part of it, but a little struggle didn't hurt nobody. Yeah. Of yeah, course. yeah. And, and, and what I mean by her being out, it's like, at least if anything does go wrong, she still has a cushion to come back home. Right. I didn't have that. Mm. It was like, you just got to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, but the fact that now I have the ability to push her, and if it doesn't work out, come back home. Oh, yeah. But you'd probably be like, I need a whole explanation as to why it didn't work out. <laughs> oh, for sure. A whole, a whole essay. <laughs> <laughs> I for sure and would how, do that. And what are you going to do to change it? And how is this going to work out? Mm-hmm. Which, no, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's good. That's how you need to do it because that's how you teach um you know that's how you teach these kids yeah. if you don't want to baby them, the right but thing. you want to like you said give them a cushion um uh, because well, like i got homies that still live with their parents in their in right. their garage that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, yes that's what i'm saying like i am so glad that my life went the way that it did because i would probably be like that i would probably be my age still living at home it's I don't understand these people. Like, how are you our age, still living at home, not paying rent, having this luxury car that you pay $1,200 a month for, you're out every night of the week (laughs) drinking, you know, like you're, you're showing off this lifestyle that, um, hmm, you don't even know what it is like to be a real adult in real life and pay real bills. Cause let me tell you, if you were out there paying real adult bills, doing real adult stuff, you would not be able to have that $1,200 car payment. You would not be able to have those luxuries of going out every single day. You know, um, granted, if you do, then that's great. That means you worked your way up to some good position. You get paid very well and you can handle it. That's great. Or you're doing YouTube. Or, or that. <laughs> but if you're laying at home on your mom's couch, not paying rent, waking up at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, just waiting for it to be nighttime so you can get up and get ready and go out again, like, no, your priorities are all messed up and you need to grow up. <laughs> grow up. <laughs> There's a lot of people that need to grow up. Like, right. And No, again, that just goes by, that's, I guess, like the, the madness behind my method. Right. I'm saying it's the right one. What do you guys think about um, this generation no longer having goals and aspirations to become, you know, doctors, uh, teachers, lawyers? Now everybody's goal is to become a YouTuber. Um, what do you guys th- locker room, <laughs> What do you guys think about that? I mean, uh, I think the the easiness that came with, um internet sensation is kind of what makes people be more attractive the visual because, easiness because there's some people mm-hmm. that really yeah. work their ass off and you know to get to where no, they obviously are. there's a lot of things that that come behind that yeah but at the same time you don't need a degree right 
you know, you become big enough to where like you can hire those people to like, you know, you need a, somebody who's into business to make sure you, they handle your stuff, right? You hire somebody like that. Um, right. Or I don't know. You need an agent, stuff like that. Like to go to school, right? Some people are like, why am I going to spend 10 years out of my life mm-hmm. to be a doctor when I can just focus my energy to be a YouTube star and make more than a doctor makes? Correct. But I mean, eventually all these doctors that are, you know, doctors now, they're going to be gone. So what does our future look like with all these YouTubers? <laughs> you know doctor what I mean? YouTubers, you know, have to perform your own surgeries at home. Like, what is our what is our future look like? Like, don't get me wrong. I am a, totally a person that watches YouTube. I watch too much YouTube for my own good. Um, but I mean, it's it's came to a point where these YouTubers are making more than these teachers, these lawyers, these doctors, you know, these people that are totally in debt due to student loans because they chose the career path. So that is what makes everybody want to do it. They think like, oh, it's so easy to have all this money. And, you know, they flash all these nice cars, these nice homes, which most of that stuff is like leased. It's not it's just for show. It's for looks. I mean, what's going to happen when something greater and better than YouTube comes along? What's all these YouTubers are going to fall off? And by now, they don't have any life experience because their whole t- their whole life, they've been just recording uh, random things behind a camera. They never had a job because they were getting paid from being on YouTube. So what does their future look like? You know what I mean? Like, there's always, like McGregor, there's always somebody better that comes same thing with youtube something better is gonna come like be back in the days we all used to watch cable cable tv was like dude if you had cable growing up you were like man right. you know you wanted to go to your friend's house that had cable if you didn't have it now dude people don't even watch cable no more because why everybody's watching youtube yeah and everybody what are people doing now watching youtube you know it's like eventually there's gonna come something that's gonna wipe youtube out and then what like, you, if you want to be a YouTuber, by all means, that's great. But have something to fall back on, you know? I think that's with anything. That's why they, I mean, even I think with with people who find stardom uh, being musicians, right? Um, besides the music, they kind of like what else you, you have. And I think that's where it comes in, where you should have somebody who can help you manage your money right. Sm- that's the smart people do that yeah smart like let's just say these super famous youtubers some of them are smart with their money they have you know they invest they buy properties they start businesses with their fan you know because obviously their fan base is gonna support them right um but then you have you know these other youtubers that they're like soon to going broke um because you're so invested in keeping up with the facade you know they're so invested in keeping up with this image that everybody else is doing that in the end they are in debt filing bankruptcy and they fall off the face of the earth on youtube and you never hear from them again like you're not wrong but i don't know i just you know kids if you guys are listening i'm kidding (laughs) no but (laughs) um i mean uh, take you know Get a career, get a career, do YouTube on the side. If you blow up, great. But I mean, you still need to have some type of something, whether it be an education, a trade school, 
um, handy person. You know, there's people that didn't go to college and they have, I don't know, they built stuff or, you know, just whatever. You have something under your belt besides recording yourself on a camera. Right. Well, now they got boxing. So Box. huh? I said, now they got boxing. <laughs> That's a different way of new revenue. New, new, new. Right. So, yeah, I think it falls we'll into see. that uh, entrepreneurship, you know, realm. Uh, but like you said, if they don't, if they just stick to, to YouTube and that's their only source of income and they're not like allocating their money for like investing and stuff and preparing themselves for the worst, then, you know, it could be bad yeah. for them. Cause I would like to I be agree. an entrepreneur in, in, in the future and, and, you know, get into real estate and, and, and invest. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with a lot like, of money and a lot of money or even dude, invest in crypto. You know, like it's just there's yeah. nothing wrong with having side hustles. You know, there's nothing wrong yeah. with having multiple sources of income. That's great. Like, you know, that's we nowadays we have to have other sources of income in order to be able to live a decent life because these wages these days, like, I mean, it's just not happening anymore. Yeah, it's definitely a struggle for sure. Or like right now, there's this big again because I watch a lot of YouTube. <laughs> There's this big thing. Um, See, if they wouldn't be there, you would be bored. No, I would just be watching <laughs> something else. <laughs> um, you know, there's this big thing going around because um, there's a lot of like family channels that, um, you know, these kids have grown up behind of a camera. Um, and, you know, these parents show their everyday life with these kids. And now there's this whole big thing where people are against that. And they're saying that they're exploiting their kids. <laughs> for their own financial gain because you know you get paid obviously when you have multiple millions of followers on youtube yeah so everybody's against these family channels now because they're exposing their kids so i mean what, what do you think about that you think that they're that it's wrong that they're doing that like these kids are growing up behind a camera you know and it's for their parents' financial gain because with the fall with the fan base and the following come business opportunities, come uh bigger bigger things, you know? But what's in it for these kids? Which if it weren't for those kids, like if you remove those kids from that channel, the channel ain't gonna be getting that many views. The channel isn't gonna be getting the revenue that it does. So is it child exploitation? Mm. I don't know. I mean, hmm. in a sense, <laughs> yeah. In, in a sense, I don't know because it's like it would be the same thing for like parents who sign up their kids for like commercials, like the Gerber babies. Is that child exploitation? No, because don't the children get paid? Oh. And the well, no, more, it goes to the more opportunities come from that child being on that commercial opportunity for the kid, not right. for the parent. So if like in YouTube, the opportunities come for the parents mainly. They get bigger opportunities. They get promo deals. They get endorsements. They get you know all kinds of stuff because of the because f- you know on YouTube basically they make their money based off of running ads through their little right. videos or whatever. And promotions and doing stuff like that. So they get these opportunities when the children are the main focus. So everybody's saying, if you remove these kids from these like popular channels, are you guys still going to have the same fan base? 
It's because why? Aubrey, Chloe, Kelly are the ones watching. You know what I mean? Like there are the like how you said Aubrey's a YouTube kid now. It's like right. my nieces too. Like now they're watching YouTube and stuff. So their fan base is a lot of these kids. So if you remove all of that, is your channel still going to be successful? Yeah. Or like, let's just say you're a family channel and your kid, um, I don't know, it's something embarrassing for them. Well, I think so too, because it's like the, the, the more you're watching and you're looking at certain people, like take the Kardashians, for example. Oh, goodness. Um, what was it? Um, Courtney? This is the oldest one, right? Yes. Yeah. She doesn't show her kids anymore. Mm-hmm. But people still tune in. And they're, they, they want to see what she's doing. So if you've developed but that fan base... No, her, because they're... I'm going to disagree with that. Because their main focus of the Kardashians has always been them. The main focus was, has never been the kid. That was fun. Right, but every family channel, too, that I've seen... Like the Ace family. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's it's based on a family. But it's usually always things that the that the dude is doing or that the mom's doing. They Not necessarily. It's like all these kids have been born into this particular family is one of the biggest ones that I'm talking about right now. That's part of this whole dilemma. Right. But when they first started, it was just them two. Them two and she was pregnant. Right. So yeah. there was no kids involved. And then they started growing into that. So the kids were born behind the camera. Right. But it had nothing to do with. With the actual kids do that, and like I said, I've I only know they started the channel for that reason, right? But but again, it's how it got to that point. So they were following them because they wanted to see that. Mm-hmm. That foundation. Right, so there was no kid involved. That was the foundation. Like them, they have, uh, I want to say, nineteen million followers, and most of their fan base is kids. Is that a fact? Yes, that's a fact. Where do we find? That's why fact? they don't like. If you look at, I watch the Ace Family. Yeah. So if you look at like their views and stuff, dude, they only get like a million views per, per, they're like falling off the grid now. Just a million. It's not a big deal. Just a million. That's a little bit. If you have 19 million followers, like that's very low for your following. But anyways, uh, yeah, most of their, uh, most of their followers are like the younger youth, kids. The demographic. Yeah, it's not like poor-ass adults like you and I. I mean, I watch it. I don't even know how I even started watching The Ace Family. Um, but I do. It's one of the channels I do watch. Yeah. Um, probably now more or less because of daughter Elle, um, which is the oldest daughter. And that's the reason why they started the channel was because they he used to play basketball. He fell off. Uh, he didn't have a job. He didn't have no money. And he was like, you know what? Let me try this YouTube thing. And they blew up. They blew up literally within the last three years. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And um, it was, you know, to be able to provide. Um, but a lot of the people following followed because of L. And then now they have two other kids. And now they're in just, I mean, we have a whole segment on them, but, you know. We're not going to do that. No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> it's, because you don't, it's because you don't watch them. But they are just like on, they are the trending topic right now for, um, many different reasons but um a lot of controversy always surrounding them yeah seems like tons yeah they're always the talk of the town i don't know i i have a i'm up and down with this whole uh child exploitation thing i guess it just depends but i think if you're 
having your kids come out on camera and their whole lives are revolving around your channel. Whatever revenue that's coming in, you better be putting something aside for these kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I mean, but that's again, going back to the Ace family. That's why a lot of people talk about them because look at him. He flashes all this money. He's constantly buying unnecessary things and doing all these unnecessary <laughs> things. Yeah. So what's in it for the kids? I mean, it could create opportunity. Like they at, at in that industry, you're gonna meet people, and they could be, hey, your kid would be great for this. Well, then there you go. They could just start a channel for the kid. I mean, yes, but I mean, it's just I could go on and on and on. But since you guys don't watch the channel, it wouldn't even be like a good debate. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't yeah. think that. we could probably have uh, our significant others. Right. Talk to you about that. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's not going to be us. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. But there's just, there's just a lot of reasons. But I mean, I, I don't wouldn't say exploitation, but I mean, like, there has to be something in the work for these kids. They better. These parents better. But they're not violating anything. It's not like they're like, yeah, like child labor. They're just, kind they're of, benefiting from it the, financially. They're just living their lives. No, no, no. Most of these. Again, it's because you guys don't watch these people. Most of these family channels, they're not just vlogging. It would be different if they were vlogging the kids playing right there. You know, that's like, oh, like your normal everyday to day life. But no, you're sitting these kids behind a camera. You're making them say things. You're making them act a certain way. You're ma that's child labor. Because mm. <laughs> now you have them acting. In order for then, you to get the views, in order for you to get paid. But then, they, I, uh, then I would just say to you that. Go ahead, Brandon. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. I'll go ahead. Go okay, ahead. my bad. Go, okay, go, go, go ahead. That was it. Was weird because then you can say that I can be accused of child labor because I make Aubrey do things and say things. No, but you're not getting paid off of that. But that's how it starts. But are you making money from it? At the moment you start getting paid is the moment that it becomes exploitation. You're not getting paid for making Aubrey do things or say things or whatever. Like most parents do that, you know, like. Right. But that's, I think that still falls under the same thing. It's like, yeah, I'm doing what every parent is doing. I'm, I'm putting you up. I'm propping you up. I mean, mm -hmm. even let's say that, that at some point you start getting paid on Instagram, right? Everybody goes on Instagram to get likes. So for every like, you get like, I don't know, 10 cents, whatever. So I'm going to start propping Aubrey in weird things so that I can get 10 cents for every like. But I don't think that's child labor. Like, I would do that regardless. Right. But you don't, that's, what, okay. My whole point is that these family channels, okay, you're your average Joe. Wow. These okay. people <laughs> take shots. Average. We all are. We all are. We're all like average people. But these channels are getting these great opportunities and make so much revenue because of making their kids act this way. Okay, so let me ask you something, okay? Let's say we started making money. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're adults, so it doesn't matter. We're not exploiting anybody. 
But in our intro, Aubrey's in it. Okay. So is that child exploitation? No, because all she's saying is oh. But phrase. I made her say it. No, that's we That's to get not paid. even comparable. But that's, but that's kind of your thing. It's like you're making him do things. That was a one-time thing. I think she means so what, by if, if if we were getting paid by just the intro, then that yeah. would, for her example, that would be. But that, that's essentially what it is. It's like we're getting. It, we're, yeah, we're a whole show. Would... It's a whole thing. It's a package. It's not just like. But we're the ones talking. Her, right. But... Aubrey had a one 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 time hey, shine light. Bruce Buffer makes millions introducing people. You're dumb. <laughs> Very different than what I'm saying right now. <laughs> way, way, way different. Whatever. Uh, I I agree with you to a certain extent that I'm I, not I, saying I'm not saying I agree. No, I said, I'm I, just saying like the I, topic that's being discussed. I'm just agreeing with you that that I hope that they're putting money aside yeah. for the children, or that they're investing in their children if they're not actually paying the children. Right. Um, I just don't think. Well, it's because that's the dilemma. Labor. That's the dilemma right now. They're going broke. They're filing bankruptcy and all this whole. And who knows if it's true or not. Let's just say it is. You guys are going broke. And now your kids are going to have to be forced to live a different lifestyle. Because you guys chose to make bad decisions. When you guys were making money and getting paid based off of the things that you guys had them doing. I don't think you like me then, Jess. Because if, you know, if I had a little family channel and my little girl was making me money. Just from just viewing her. Not like, you know. Mm-hmm. Making her do stuff, but I'm mm-hmm. putting her in my channel, just doing regular family stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna keep doing it. <laughs> no, no, no. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm but I'm saying, like, no, no, no. Of course, anybody, anybody in their right mind would do it. That's you know, anybody would. Yeah. But would you be selfishly taking that revenue and wasting it on yourself and your likes and toys and whatever for just you or? Would you actually be smart about it and be setting something aside for your daughter since she is the light of the channel? Yeah, I think your argument will be better depending on how they're parenting because if they're not setting their children up for their future because of all the revenue that they're getting, um, then they're just one bad business people. And, you know, they're not the greatest parents because they're not looking at for their kids. Right. It's like that little boy. I'm pretty sure you guys or you probably Oscar uh, Ryan's toys or something like that. Oh, man. Ryan's world or something. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. so Exactly. He's like one of the highest paid YouTubers. Now, for example, let's take that channel. Do I think that that's child exploitation? No, because all he does is unpackage these toys and, you know, whatever. He has all these crazy endorsements with like Target walmart like he has all of these things right but his parents don't show his life like that kid can never go back in on youtube when he's 30 and be like mom why did you embarrass me like that why did you post that you know what i mean like you very rarely you hear the dad probably sometimes in the background or whatever help him sometimes but the main focus is that kid and you know opening these toys which that kid is like set for life because he's the because if we're going I'm off, sorry? Your, so we hope, because if you're going off your theory, majority of that money is going to their parents. Well, yeah, but their particular channel, they don't like show all these lavish things. They don't uh, yeah. show off. You know, it's what I mean? a specific like, channel. Saying, like, it's a specific exactly. channel. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's they don't 
show off all these lavish things or but what if that's what the channel's for though what like so to show off yeah like that's what it's for and because so a lot of people i read this article why they don't like watch the ace family anymore is mm-hmm. because their whole thing when they began everything was to stay relatable mm-hmm. at some point they became unrelatable mm-hmm. because they're know. show off now right mm-hmm. um but their whole channel revolves around their lives. Mm-hmm. And if showing you $1,000 in my hand is part of my life, that's what I'm going to end up showing you. Mm-hmm. If it's showing you my kids doing something that I told them to do, that's my life. Because you know, what, you're, what you're putting into it is that it's specific to something that Ryan doesn't vlog his life. Mm-hmm. But that's just what they, the purpose of that channel was for. The purpose of their channel is to vlog their life. I get what you're saying, but you still don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> like when you're showing these kids everyday life. Okay. Let's just say one of those kids um was born with like um I don't know, some disability, some Autism. challenge. Whatever. Yes. Now you're showing this off to the whole world. Like where there's no secret there. Not to say that you have to keep it a secret because I mean if that's what you want to share, then that's what you want to share. But as a kid, you're growing up behind that camera. So let's just say I'm now 25. I'm browsing through YouTube. Because mind you, now that you grew up on this channel, you have a fan base. You have a following. You have all these people being disrespectful. You have all of these rude comments because it's the internet. And we are in 2021 and people are disgusting on the internet. Ooh. I'm going to be mad at my parents for sharing something that I wanted to keep a secret. Maybe not autism in this sense, because I mean, that's different, but let's just say, I don't know. It was, um, I started going through puberty and, um, something happened. My parents, because they're vloggers recorded that. And now that is on in the internet for everybody to see. And to me, that was an embarrassment moment, embarrassing moment. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, there's nothing wrong with being a like a vlog, like five minutes of their day. That's cool. That's fine. But once you start making them the sharing, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and these kids are never gonna be. It's okay. For example, celebrities. Mm -hmm. Celebrities protect their children. They don't want them out on around the paparazzi. They don't want, um, you know, they they try to protect their kids, like the Kardashians, like how you said. Yeah, these are celebrity kids. Right? Mm-hmm. They're going to grow up. They're already growing up. These YouTube kids, no one's protecting them. They are in the spotlight for everybody to see. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm, no. <laughs> On the internet forever? Yes! There's records but of see, everything. I think, I think that's... It's never going to go away. Let's just say you're, you, the example you gave. Mm-hmm. The puberty thing, right? Mm-hmm. I, you're right. There's nasty comments on the internet and it could be for anything. Right. But I think it's the intention behind it. Right. Like, so for example, this, this podcast right here, it was started to share experiences with other people because I believe that we all go through the same things in different times and different, very different ways, but it kind of has, it's really relatable. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a new parent 
And this is my I first. I already know where this is going. My first 13 year old starts to hit puberty, and I don't know how to handle it because I could be a single dad. Mm-hmm. Just be me and Aubrey. How the fuck am I supposed to handle that? There's nothing. I get what you're saying, but think about the child. <laughs> No, right. I'm saying, so I don't think it was I get it what was you're meant. saying because all, like me, when I need to learn how to do something, I go on YouTube and it's there and I learn from it. Yes. Right. But think about the kid that's being be- embarrassed behind the video that you just recorded. Okay. There's but other ways of sharing a message that benefited out of this being out there. <laughs> like financially. There's other ways of sharing and getting the message across without showing an embarrassing video, but the kid that's going to be sitting behind the computer. 20 years down the line, wishing my parents never showed that about me. Because now I have a boyfriend, and all he had to do was go on YouTube, and now he saw that embarrassing moment when I was 13 because my mom decided to share it. I also feel that if you... There's no privacy. Right, but I also feel that if you're a kid growing up like that, I'm almost willing to bet you don't have privacy. You're just so used to being open. Yeah, that's what, like they're not getting any privacy. Everything is on the web, exposed to everybody. Millions of people. 19 well, million look, we, people. We diverted from the the whole, uh, what is it? Child exploitation. Uh, exploitation. It's, it's still the same topic. It, they're being exploited. Mm. For revenue. That, that hopefully benefits them. Yeah, exactly. In hopefully. a long run. Yeah, but, I, but that's what I'm saying. So I guess it can just go based uh, on case by case. Because, like, we don't, like you said, they're going bankrupt, right? This particular family. Mm-hmm. We don't know the other families. There's what? Uh, the Fam Bam? Fram Fam. There you go. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're doing with their money. I don't even know if there are even any scandals. They're successful YouTubers. Right. Not to say that the Ace family isn't, but we're, you can't compare two point. 5 million followers to 19 million followers. No, no, no. I'm just saying whatever they're doing with their money, mm-hmm. hopefully they're putting aside to the kids. Mm-hmm. So if they did that, are they still considered child exploitation? Well, they fall under the same category as the Ace family. Right, but there's money being put aside for the kids. Right. It might not be a legal form. Right. It's just them putting money aside. Right. Savings. Savings, but it's for the kids. Right. So is that child exploitation? I don't think so because they're actually setting. It's like these kids are getting paid. Mm. So, so you you're assuming that they're not like particularly Ace family. You're assuming that they're not putting that money aside. You you don't think they're putting that money aside for their kids? Only because uh, this particular family. And and again, I have nothing against them. I watch the channel. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Only because this particular family, like they show off all these lavish things that uh let's just say that the dad is benefiting off of like this whole youtuber boxing event remember that just happened yeah he's the one that owns social club which didn't come out to light until i don't know what that is after the fact social gloves was the the company quote-unquote that organized the event oh mind you that didn't come to light until after the fact because the boxers that fought that night were complaining that they didn't get paid. So the internet did their job, you know, went on their investigations. Yeah. yeah. Internet detectives. And pulled up, exactly. That, and pulled up that he is the owner of Social Gloves. This whole time when they were, you know, um, trying to sell the fight and 
all of the marketing and all of this it they always said like oh the owners of social glove the owners of social gloves the owners of social gloves but no it turned out to be that he is the owner and founder and he's the one that started that to make this fight happen i think it was a great event but none of the fighters got paid none of the you know it was fuzzy and um drama alert that commentated and did all of that they didn't get paid it's horrible commentating but right of course you have to keep in mind it was this their first time yeah but um because of that they got another opportunity to host um this new youtuber tiktoker fight that's uh through this other one called bare knuckles into bare knuckle fighting yes um Damn. um blue face rapper mm-hmm. he's fighting some tiktoker that's fun but anyways that's the side of the point um but you know he got opportunities from that but all of the guys that actually fought and hired teams and had training and all of this stuff the actual of, boxers or the tiktok the and people YouTube? the people all of these people that have fought that night okay all the people they didn't all get the people paid? That that's the thing that's the whole that caused all this controversy that has now ace family like on the, the main everybody's talking about them oh because no they didn't get paid they just got paid like their little sign-on bonus but they were supposed to get paid. Like Bryce was supposed to get paid four million. He hasn't got paid. Commentators haven't got paid. Nobody has gotten paid. And somebody even made a comment. It's like, bro, you're not gonna pay the baby. You better watch your back. You're not gonna pay Quavo and all of these. You know, you better watch your back because you're messing with like. Because you know, yeah, yeah, DJ Khaled. Like there was people like big name people. So. All that for nobody to get paid. B, because you chose to want to make the money from it. You know what I mean? Like, you, you he could have hired somebody. He could have went through a company. Like, Bare Knuckles are already established. But no, instead, he wanted to... He was projected to, like, sell, I don't know how many million streams, right? No, $60. So how they calculated the math, it was that there was supposed to be a huge profit margin. But the internet being the internet, streamers being streamers, you know, it didn't... Millions of people were watching these this event happen live, but not a lot of people paid for it. Shout out, Oscar. Not even half a mil. I mean, I, I paid for it because <laughs> I didn't want it to buffer, <laughs> you know, especially because I had people over, so I didn't want it to buffer, but... um. Ultimately, like I said, at the end of the day, this is what's causing the Ace family to be like the talk of the town because they screwed over multiple, multiple people. Even like the people, there's a car company that Austin had got his cars from because, you know, again, he has to show that lavish life, you know, he so he got Lamborghinis and stuff. They, um, as soon as he got off of a private jet again, why? Because he has to live up to this, like, you know, name that. He's now, you know, he had to get yeah. a private jet. He rented the cars. Well, he hasn't even paid the car company that you rented the cars from. Like, nobody has gotten paid from this event. Man. So the mo- so the money that did come from this event, where is it? And you just get to file bankruptcy and just wash it? That's tight. What the? <laughs> That's tight. That's fine. <laughs> Morals, 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 morals. Like, oh man, I look up to Austin now. I'm gonna start watching his channel. 
<laughs> I want to help him out. Go and give right. me that 60 from what, what I didn't pay for. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I'm going to click subscribe right now and Cash make it. sure my bell notifications are on. <laughs> and go follow him on everywhere. Just kidding. Um, all right. Well, yeah, that was pretty much it. Uh, I, to add to what you were saying, I think the internet is ran by women. What? Because that is the only way people find out shit. <laughs> we're not even going to get into that topic. Oh, I do want to tell you guys something before we leave. What? Um, so my birthday's next week. Mm-hmm. And I got my early birthday present. And I can proudly say that I finally joined the Crocs gang. Crocs gang. Yeah. Finally got the Crocs gang. Yep. Comfortable. So, yes, Life changing. Comfortable. I got the slides though. I didn't get the regular Crocs. Aw, you're whack. No, 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 no. These are these are <laughs> You amazing. can't join the Croc gang and not get the traditional the Crocs. OGs, Come. Man. No. Bro, how are you gonna get the slide? What the No, these are great. Shout out to my sister. She she hooked it up. Super comfortable. And she hooked it up with the what is the the bezels? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, she got me Ninja Turtle ones. Sick as fuck. What size are you? Ten. Okay, I'm gonna get you the real Crocs, the traditional real Crocs for your birthday next week. Do those come with sport mode? Yes, yep. they do. Okay, yep. cool. those cool. are the ones. All right, bet. Smart, sport mode or casual? <laughs> socks? No uh, so socks. Do you think? They have ones with the fur, huh? They have the uh-uh. fur, yep. Nah, I feel like my feet We live stink. in California. Yeah. yeah. Only crazy people get the fur ones. We got to be sweaty. Uh, yeah, yeah, her feet stink. <laughs> so. See, there we go. Aubrey's gonna listen to this ten years, and she's gonna know that we all know that her feet stink. Well, <laughs> fucking, who bought you Crocs? It's probably me. Um, yeah. Anyways, go ahead, just. Well, happy early birthday, Oscar. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Thanks again for all the support that you guys have been giving us and continue to give us. Don't forget, if you guys have any questions, comments, suggestions, go ahead and contact, contact us at LockerRoomBO at Yahoo.com. Find us on Twitter at LockerRoomBO. Find us on Instagram at LockerRoomBO. And send us a DM. Thanks, you guys, for listening. And we'll catch you guys next time. Slide on the DMs. Peace. Peace out, guys. Later. Don't, 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 don't,